Thank you, Lisa. And so today we start a new sermon series. We call it Wilderness Wandering. Uh, and through this time, we're going to look at the, the story of Israel in the wilderness. And uh, it's, it's a, there's a lots of great stories within this time. And it's a time where uh, we see both the, the frailty and the strength of the hope and faith of Israel. It was a time where they had to learn some new things and develop a new way of being and a, a new way of living. And uh, it just seemed that when we were talking about uh, what new sermon series to do with the, the preachers, uh, that this one in some way struck a chord because I guess we're all in a little bit of a wilderness right now. Uh, we're all kind of wandering around, hopefully trying to get our way through this time. Uh, and we just thought maybe this might speak into different people's lives. Uh, especially because it's a story in which, or it's a whole range of stories in which the, the faith of Israel is developed. And uh, you'll see time and time again through the story how they lacked faith and then they grew in faith. And then it's, it's a kind of up, lots of ups and downs, which seems to mirror what many of us go through in life and perhaps what many of us are going through right now. And uh, we're, we're kind of looking at the story from the time they, they are set free from Egypt all the way through 40 years later, over 40 years, to the time they enter into the promised land, the land that God had given them. They'd spent such a long time in Egypt that they'd lost all hope. And then Moses comes along and we have all the plagues and the, the kind of the drama around that. And then there's the crossing of the Red Sea and... Uh, the Red Sea closes in on the Egyptian army that's chasing them. And well over a million Israelites are set free from Egypt, set free from slavery and oppression. And they start a new journey with God. And it's a fantastic story. And uh, I'm sure you'll get a lot out of this series as, as different preachers bring different elements to, to this whole thing. But in this story, uh, we're in Exodus 15. And they've literally just crossed the Red Sea. And most of Exodus 15 is, is filled with song of praise, in which they're, particularly Moses and Miriam and Aaron, they're praising God on behalf of Israel for what he has done. And it's a song of hope. Here's some of the things that uh, they sing about. Uh, Lord, you stretch out your right hand and the earth swallows your enemies. In your unfailing love, you will lead us and the people you've redeemed. In your strength, you will guide them to your holy dwelling. It's full of faith. They're looking forward to this new journey with God and to entering into the land that he had promised. And I'm sure you all know the story that they, they didn't enter that land immediately because of their lack of faith. And so spent such a long time wandering around. But here in this moment, they are filled with faith. God has done incredible miracles. God has set them free and they're ready for the journey ahead. But it doesn't stay that way, does it? Because just three days later, three days later, they're in the middle of a desert and they start grumbling against Moses and against God. They're thirsty. Day one, they're filled with songs of praise. Day two, the kids are saying, are we there yet? And day three, they're all grumbling. It doesn't take long, does it, to lose faith? And maybe you're in that place where you just seem to have lost something of your faith. 
Because the moment things get hard, we're all in that kind of place. When things get difficult, when things are a struggle, and I'm not just talking about the pandemic, I'm talking about at any point in our life. We always start the journey with God, filled with a desire and a hope to see what God will do. And yet circumstances so often crowd in and shake our faith and leave us grumbling. And uh, they, they end up coming across a, a pool of water and the, the, this is the answer to their problems. But the water is bitter. And they decide to call that place Marah, which means bitter. But you know it also means rebellious? I find that interesting because all rebellion starts off with grumbling, doesn't it? It all starts off in that place where we're just kind of having a little moan about things. That's where all rebellion starts. And the moment you start moaning and grumbling against God, you are setting yourself off on a journey towards rebellion against him. And they quickly forget all that God has done to set them free and have lost their faith that God will provide for them and will lead them as they had sang just three days earlier and can no longer see any hope for the future. And so God tells Moses to, to throw a piece of wood into this water. And when Moses does that, the bitter water becomes sweet. They're able to drink it. And then even better, God takes them to a place called Elam where there is so much water and filled with fruit trees and they're able to eat and to drink. He takes them to a place where they can feed themselves properly. See, if they'd only really trusted God, they'd have got to that place anyway. If they trusted God, they'd have still drank the sweet water. But they grumbled. And so in this uh, passage, we see God offering a, a word of both encouragement and challenge to them. He says this, he says, There the Lord made a decree and a law for them. And there he tested them. And tested means much more like a refinement. He said, if you listen carefully to my voice and do what is right in my eyes, if you pay attention to my commands and keep all my decrees, I will not bring on you any of the diseases I brought on the Egyptians. But I am the Lord that heals you. See, there he's saying, look, if you're going to go on this journey with me, then you need to listen to me and obey me. You have to have the faith to trust that I am in this journey with you. And see, this, this whole journey through the wilderness for Israel was God teaching them something. See, the word where it says uh, God showed Moses the wood or the tree in some versions. That word shows actually means teaches. In the same way that someone might show me how to put a piece of furniture together. They're teaching me. It's not that you know, there's a piece of furniture. They are showing me how to do it. And so here, God is instructing them something. He's instructing them about their new relationship with him. They are no longer under the oppression of Egypt. They are now set free and need to learn how to live in that freedom. And they also need to learn how to live in this new relationship with God. And we are all like that. Every single one of us. I became a Christian at 21. 
And it was like being set free. And I stood there, I remember in Spring Harvest in the big top where I offered my life to Jesus. And it felt like the whole of my life was just going to be this amazing journey with God. And it has been. But it's not been without its problems and its issues and its difficulties. And my faith has been up and down all the way through that. And on a number of occasions, I've thought, why don't I just jack it all in? Why don't I just be like everyone else? But God kept calling me on. And I'm sure that every single one of you can identify with that in some way. That you start this journey of faith and then something happens. You think, oh, is it worth it? Can I be bothered? Seems like hard work. But God calls us to listen to his voice and to obey him. See, all those difficult times are the key points in which God is teaching us something about what it means to have faith in him. The difficult time that you are going through right now isn't just simply a product of circumstance. It's an opportunity for God to teach you about him, for God to teach you about what it means to follow him. And it starts with this thing that he says to them, listen to my voice and obey me. You know, the whole of the Christian life could be summed up in that really. To live the Christian life is that, to listen to his voice and to obey. If you can do that every single day, then you will live a gloriously Christian life. Again, not without its problems, not without its issues, not without circumstances kind of conspiring against you. But you will live a life that honours God. And right now, I know that some of you may be struggling with your faith. You may be wondering, well, where, 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 am, I all, where am I going? What's this all for? The people of Israel, they knew where they were going. They were going to the promised land, a land flowing with milk and honey, a land filled with fruit, a land that God had promised them. For us, it'd be really, it'd be really easy to say, well, for us, that's heaven. And it kind of is. But for me, it's, it's about the kingdom of God, that we are on this journey where we are discovering more and more of the kingdom of God. Jesus puts it another way. He says, I have come that you may have life and life in all its fullness. And we have to learn to live in that life. And so our journey is about discovering more and more of the abundance of life that God is giving us right now. See, there are all sorts of things that we will get in heaven that we can also receive now. Healing, for instance, wholeness, Closeness to God, grace and love from God, all of those things we can start receiving now, learning how to receive them. But it's a journey and it's in the difficult times that we learn how to move more into those things than ever before. And as I, as I look at these stories in, in Exodus and Deuteronomy and Numbers and Leviticus as well, I see stories of God teaching his people how to live in relationship to him, particularly in difficult times. Because these are the times when he refines his people. And right now he is refining you. The question is, will you stop and grumble and moan against him? 
Or will you stop and listen to him and obey his voice? See, while the people were moaning, Moses went to God. And he said, Lord, what do you want me to do? And God told him. Moses did a ridiculous thing. He threw a tree into the water and it became sweet. If you're finding things difficult right now, if you're kind of just struggling with your faith and wondering where God is, let me encourage you to stop and to listen to him. Listening to him involves also, can, also, can involve all sorts of things. It's, it's reading the scriptures. It's simply stopping and listening to that still small voice in your spirit. It might be just having a conversation with another Christian to say, what do you think God is saying to me? And then do what he says. See, the more we shape our lives around what he's told us to do, the more we will discover life and life in abundance. Let me pray for you. Father, I pray for all my friends watching this. And Lord, I thank you for those for whom faith is just, they're on fire right now. I thank you, Lord, that there are people like that, even in these difficult times. Lord, we thank you for that. But Lord, I pray for those who are just finding faith difficult right now. Lord, help them to hear your voice. Help them, Lord, to obey what you've said to them. Help them, Lord, to shape their lives so that they are obedient to you in all things. Just right now, just stop. Whatever it is you're doing right now, whatever it is you're thinking of, just stop. Take a moment to listen to God. as we move into this next song now, which is a song all about Jesus, who is our cornerstone, our, the, the foundation of our faith. Just rest on him for a moment. And let God speak into your soul. Let's worship together.